0: Welcome to Illicit Liaisons, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the naughty of romance fiction. I'm Jenna Hart, and along with being a romance author, I'm also an avid romance reader and the owner of SwoonworthyHEA.com, an online community for diehard, hopeless romantics like me to come and meet and mingle and talk about their favorite topics around romance fiction. We have groups, you can blog, we've got giveaways every month, and a whole lot more. And whether you are a reader or a writer, Swoonworthy HEA is the place to come to talk about romance fiction, to share about romance fiction. I hope that you will come and check it out. Becoming a member is free, and along with access to participating in the group, starting your own blog, and all that fun stuff, we also now have a free, downloadable, printable book journal that's going to allow you to keep track of the books that you have read, the books that are on your to-be-read list or books that you want to add to your to-be-read list, as well as a page with a book journal where you can write down your favorite quotes, you can write down anything that has really stood out to you about it, you can even take notes for a review in case you would like to start a review blog over at Swoonworthy HE com, or maybe keep track of the reviews that you are leaving at your favorite review places, whether that's Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else. So again, I hope that you will come by SwoonworthyHEA.com and check it out. Now this week in America, we had an election, and it's not really a topic I plan to talk about too much because it's still quite contentious. But it did get me thinking about political romances. Now, political romances aren't a trope that I necessarily pursue to read, but I have certainly read several romances in which politics plays a part. So I thought I would share some of the ones that I have read. Hopefully, you will come over to swoonworthyhea.com where this podcast is posted And you can share other ones that might be worth reading as well. I will admit that some of the books on my list are pretty old school. So there's probably some new ones out there that might be more intriguing. Uh, But I thought I'd share the ones that I read. And again, along with the old ones, I do have a couple of new ones. And uh, I just thought it would be fun in light of the, the political season. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the older ones, and I'm going to start with what I think is the oldest, which is one of Nora Roberts' McGregor books. Now, if you are a Nora Roberts fan, and maybe you're as old as I am, you may know the McGregor books. If you are a Nora Roberts fan, but not as old as I am, you may not know the McGregor books. Because these books were published under Silhouette, which was a category romance company, kind of like Harlequin. In fact, I think Harlequin merged with them or bought them or something like that. And the McGregor series was a series of of many books. Uh, there was uh, three McGregor children of Daniel and Anna. Um, and then she actually went back and did the story of Daniel and Anna, who were the the, the mother and father of these three kids. And then I feel like I have read books that were the children of um the children of, of Daniel and Anna. So it would have been Daniel and Anna's grandchildren. I went looking for those and I, I actually couldn't find them. Uh, so if you know about them, have read them, liked them, you might want to go ahead and let me know about that. But anyways, this book is book three of the McGregor series called All the Possibilities. And it is about Daniel and Anna's oldest son, Alan, who at the time is a U.S. senator And about his falling for Shelby. And, um... You know, these romances back then were pretty straightforward. We don't have kind of the suspense and intrigue that we have in a lot of political books these days, but Shelby was from a family, if I'm remembering correctly, that um, the McGregors didn't always uh, get along with, so there was that going on, but but Alan had finally fallen in love, which Daniel was pretty happy about, Uh, but Alan had to pretty much convince Shelby Uh, that that they needed to be together. So it's a short, really kind of quick, fun romance. I think it was probably originally written in the 80s. So without a doubt, it's probably dated in many ways. If you read Nora Roberts' books, even back then, her female characters tended to be very strong and outspoken and independent. So you know you're going to have that in these books. And I think these are books or some of the ones that sometimes get re-released. You know, Nora Roberts, her publisher will frequently go back to one of her old books and re-release it again. So I'm not quite sure of the original date, but I am thinking it was in the 80s and maybe has had one or two releases. So that is the McGregor number three book. It's called All the Possibilities. So another book that uh, immediately came to me when I started thinking about, okay, what books have I read where political intrigue was part of it uh, was a book called Exclusive by Sandra Brown. And again, this is another old one. I can't, I should have looked it up before it came out, but I want to say late 90s, early two thousand since this book came out. And while our main protagonists aren't directly involved in politics, they're not a politician or anything like that. It does involve the White House and it does involve um, scandals and lies and deceit and all that kind of stuff that you would expect in a Sandra Brown book. Uh, Sandra Brown writes romantic suspense and she always has these crazy twists and turns. Just when you think you know somebody, something happens and all of a sudden you're questioning them. And that is even of the main protagonist. I have read books of hers where all of a sudden i thought, Oh, wait, is, is, is he our main protagonist? Because all of a sudden I think he's bad. Uh, so she's really good at doing that and Again, today, I still read her books, and I, I sometimes think they're not quite as twisty, turny, and crazy like they used to be. But the other side of that might be because I'm expecting it, I'm waiting for it to happen, that perhaps I'm... um You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as surprised by it when it comes. So it, it could actually be that. Now, in exclusive is about a reporter named Barry who is actually good friends with the first lady. And the first lady's infant has died of SIDS, but the first lady is convinced. That that is not the case, that something else nefarious has happened, and she asks her investigative reporter friend, Barry, to investigate it. There's also our love interest, uh, Gray, who um used to be an aide, uh, a political aide. Um, but again, like happens in a lot of Sandra Brown stories, he has sort of a shady past that we don't completely know or understand, um, until you read the book. Uh, but he actually gets involved in helping Barry kind of look at what happened to this baby and we begin to discover all sorts of secrets and crazy intrigue. It is a romantic suspense, so there is danger and craziness abounds. And of course, the crazy twist at the end that you usually expect from her. Uh, So that is exclusive by Sandra Brown. Now, Sandra Brown has another book. And in fact, I think there are many books. And I think Nora Brown actually has several books, too, that sort of skirt politics or powerful families where one of them is into politics and I'm not, tr- I'm not really wanting to go into all those. I, my focus was really on finding books in politics in which our main characters were actually political figures. They, they were our protagonists and it wasn't, um, a political figure that might have been an antagonist or, um, it's just politics was sort of a playing a role in the story. But Mirror Mirror is a story, um, where there's, um, a woman, Avery, who is on, um, an airplane that crashes. And when she survives the crash and when she comes to, because she's had a lot of surgeries, she doesn't look like her. She actually, in fact, looks a great deal more like a senatorial candidate and guy from powerful families wife. And I'm assuming they think, um, she's his wife, maybe because they're thinking the crash had and, and all the reconstructive surgery had, had changed how she looked too. And Avery is also, um, a reporter and she kind of sees this as an interesting way to get a story. And then she learns that somebody is trying to kill, um, her, uh, husband or the dead woman's husband. I think his name is Tate. And, um, So now she's trying to figure out who wants to kill him. Part of the problem is is Tate and his wife did not have a good marriage. And so it is sort of hard for her um, to navigate trying to be his wife because he's kind of cool and not very good to her. And then only a way Sandra Brown can do she has a really great way of making her male protagonist seem like real jerks. And then you kind of find out that that's not really the case. Or, you know, his wife had been the one that had been really such a terrible person. And he um, had just sort of given up. Anyways, that is what that story is about again. Uh, so there's two Sandra Browns. There's um, exclusive and mirror image. And both of them are kind of old kind of old school. I don't want to say they're in the 90s. They might have been in the early 2000s. I will have links to all these books over at Swoonworthy HEA. If you click on the illicit liaisons tab and, and find this podcast there, I, I will have all these books there in case you want to go ahead and take a look at them. So a more recent book that I read that involves politics is red, white, and royal blue. And this book has actually gotten a lot of buzz. It came out in 2019. And basically, it is about the first son of a female president and a prince of England. And what I found really interesting about this book was that the arc, the story arc particularly that Alex, the first son, takes from the beginning of the book where he he is intelligent, he's like a senior in college, he's intelligent, but he's, um, he's also sort of immature, a little bit jaded, of course, he's grown up with, you know, a mother who's now a president. And so, you know, his view of the world is a little bit jaded and skewed, and he kind of just parties a lot and hangs out with his sister, and his friend. And, you know, when he meets the prince, they actually at first don't like each other at all. Um, I think they had first met each other when they were maybe thirteen or fourteen, and um, it hadn't gone well. And I, t- this is terrible. I must be getting old because I can't really remember that first incident that happened, but it it left one or the other of them not liking the other one and then now here they are all these years later and they are the the um first family has gone to england they've been invited to the royal wedding of um henry's older brother who who is the one who will be king and, um, they end up in a skirmish that, uh, ruins the wedding cake. And so it's basically decided by, by the families, the royal family and the first family that they need to fake a friendship so that the world doesn't, you know, think that they're all nuts. So for, uh, publicity reasons, they have to pretend that they're friends. So they begin hanging out. But as they do, it, becomes clear that there's more to what they're feeling about each other. But the interesting thing is Alex at first doesn't really recognize um, that he could be gay or bi. And um, so we go with him through that um, revelation. But then it goes even beyond that, where these two young men are falling in love and wanting to be together, but recognizing that this could be bad for both their families, because, of course, the tabloids will just um, take it and make it something really sordid and bad, and, and it, particularly for Alex's mother, who has to be elected. You know, the royal family doesn't have to be elected, but they still care about publicity. And so it becomes a story about how these young men are deciding, are they going to be their true authentic selves, and how can they do that? And, um, you know, can they uh come out to their families? And um, it's just so it becomes it starts out sort of funny and light and about this young man that, you know, you might if you met him, you might not like him very much. And then just evolves to the end where they are having to make some very grown up decisions. And um, I just I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good Good book. So that was Red, Right, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. The next books that I want to talk about are in a series, and they are basically a royal series, which some might not think that's political. On the other hand, even though royals aren't elected, uh, they do have to be involved in politics and they do have challenges brought to them. Because they are a form of government. So I want to share these, I'm going to lump them into political romances. And the ones that I want to share the series I want to share with you is by Emma Chase, and it's the royally, Uh, series, and um, the first book of which is called Royally Screwed. Now, I don't know if you read Emma Chase or uh, authors like Lauren Blakely, a lot of times they have titles like Royally Screwed that seem quite provocative, Um, and they have really kind of cool covers with handsome men. Um, usually beefcakey men. Um, but their writing is, I really enjoy their writing. It's, um, very fresh and immediate and, um, almost, uh, conversational. Uh, there's just something really, uh, intriguing about it. And the stories themselves have more depth than just what you might think from a title like Royally Screwed. So in this series, uh, the first two books really involve these two princes. um, And the first book has to do with the older brother, who basically the queen has said, enough is enough, you need to get married. And he is in New York with his bodyguard, and he meets um, a waitress. And they begin to kind of have a thing. But as it goes on, he begins to sort of think about who he is and who he wants to be, even wondering if he wants to be king. And of course, there is the unique situation, or maybe not so unique, that she cannot, he cannot marry her. Um, she cannot be queen. She would not be acceptable to, uh, the family based on the laws that had been set up or whatever. Um, so, you know, it really becomes a serious thing when he falls for her to figure out who he is and what he wants to do and whether or not he, he even wants to be king. So that is Royally Screwed. The second book is Royally Matched, which is about his brother Henry. And Henry is a lot like uh, Prince Harry, the real Prince Harry, uh, in terms of when Prince Harry was a young man and just doing what you would think a young, rich prince might do, which was, you know, go out and have a good time and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but... Based on some things that happen with his brother, um, Henry now has some responsibilities he wasn't planning to have because he's supposed to be the spare and he just sort of wants to, you know, live his life young and free and all that. And he reacts to this change he's supposed to be making by signing up to be on like a reality TV dating show. So it's like the bachelor only, of course he is a prince and, um, So he's dating all these women from the aristocracy of his country and, you know, they're having a good time. But there's one woman who's there on the set. She's only there to be there with her sister. She's not even part of the show, but he ends up spending more and more time with her. And of course, the more he does, she starts to be the one that he likes. And kind of like his older brother, he really has to determine uh, what is important? And, you know, what is his legacy? What is what does he want to be remembered for? And so he really kind of grows up and both in both of these books, these young men are having to really um, think about, you know, what they want versus their duty and obligation. And uh their you know, what they owe their country and all the all this kind of Kind of stuff. So it's it's it makes the books a little bit more intriguing. The other thing that really sh- stuck out to me is in one of the books, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, I want to say it's the second one, which is called Royally Matched, is where these these two young men, their parents, and I think it was their, f- their father was killed, both both their parents were killed, but I think it was their father who would have been in line to be king. And, and that's why, you know, the Queen's grandson, Prince Nicholas, is, is in line to be, uh, the king. And it happens when they're young and they talk about a scene where these two young boys are having to walk behind their parents' funeral procession. And it made me remember when Princess Diana died and watching William and Harry having to do that same thing and how my heart broke for them, these two little boys having to try and be so strong and stoic after losing their mother. And and there's a scene, like a, a memory scene, uh, a flashback scene that, that talks about that and particularly the impact on the younger brother, Henry, and... Um, and it, it was really poignant, and uh, so I really, really enjoyed these books. Now there are two more books in this series. The third book is actually about a bodyguard that we meet in the first book, and the woman from the first book, um, her sister, and um, their their love story. It was good. It was fine, but I enjoyed the first two much better. And then um, there was another book. Um, that actually told the story of the queen. So these two princes, grandmother and and the grandfather. And I, I really did enjoy that one too, because it kind of made me think of Queen Victoria and um, because here she was to be queen And she was strong and she was intelligent, but all the men around her are trying to mold her and make her in a certain way. And of course, she is matched to marry this this young man, and neither of them are particularly interested in doing that. And yet, slowly... Uh, They end up falling in love and both the characters I just thought were really great watching them come together and then watching them work together, watching him help her be able to stand up. To the men around her who were trying to tell her she didn't know what she was talking about. And, you know, her decisions weren't any good. That's why they were there to make all these decisions. So that book was, was really good. I enjoyed that book. It was sort of bittersweet though, because the first two books in that series are the stories about her grandsons and she is in those stories as, as their grandmother, the queen, but the grandfather isn't. And so that is sort of a bummer. The other thing is, is, is if I remember correctly at the end of her story where she is, is pregnant or maybe she even has her son, but realizing, you know, in the future, these two books of these young princes her son has deceased her son is married they've had these two boys and now he's deceased so there was sort of a bittersweetness about it because it was written kind of out of order um if we had her story first and then went into the other stories I don't know that 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 would have been there for me but knowing what was coming down the line um there were parts of me that felt kind of sad because you know her husband wasn't going to be um around his grandsons as they fall fall in love and get married. Um so anyways, I really do enjoy those books. I do enjoy Emma Chase's um way of writing and she, there's humor, it's light, but it's it also has some some depth to it as well. Now I know that there's a lot more romance books out there that involve political type things. Um and you might be thinking, having heard the books that I've shared, that that's not a really good representation at all. And I would argue that you were right. You know, when I came up with this idea, I was thinking, gosh, we just had election. What kind of romances have I read that involved politics? And I gave you the list of things that I read. But clearly, there's a lot more out there. I actually went over to Goodreads, which has a pretty substantial list of political romances, um, of which Red, White, and Royal Blue was on. And I think even all the possibilities and exclusive were also on. I'm pretty sure exclusive was on it as well. So at least something I read was also on that list. But clearly that list includes a lot more books that involve um, a love interest that is in politics, which is really what I was thinking about. I've read plenty of romance books in which politics is sort of the antagonist or the bad guy, that type of thing. But I was really trying to think of something where um, – our protagonist was involved in politics. It makes me think of the movie Dave. I don't know if you remember that movie, but he was um, a community organizer who happens to look exactly like the president. And when the president um, is incapacitated, they bring Dave in to pretend to be the president. And, um, you know, he ends up working with the first lady and Um, It's sort of a rom-com. I would call it a rom-com, but that's sort of the type of book I was kind of thinking about where it's more directly, our protagonist is more directly involved in politics. Because I am not as well-versed in this area, I would be interested in hearing about any books that you would recommend that involve romance and politics, particularly if one of our protagonists are involved in politics directly, not just some sort of um, suspense or intrigue type romance. And um, you can let me know by visiting swoonworthyhea.com and you can click on the illicit liaisons tab at the top of the page. And all the podcasts are listed there and you can just find the one for political romance and leave me a note in the comment about books that um, I should read around political romances. You can even leave me notes about if you've read any of those these old ones, the McGregors or Exclusive or Mirror Image and uh, kind of maybe what you think of those. So that's it for our show this week, Political Romance. I do want to give another shout out to swoonworthyhea.com. Come and join for free. Start uh, sharing about All the things you love about romance, you can start a group around your favorite series or author or or trope, whatever you want. You can start a book blog or a review blog. If you are a romance author, you can come over and start a group for your fans or for your ARC team. You can even start your own author blog there. So please stop by and again, Membership is free, it gets you entry into our monthly giveaways, and you get a free printable book journal to keep track of the books that you're reading, the books that you want to read, and notes on the books that you've read that maybe you want to blog about or share a review on. If you do enjoy Illicit Liaisons, I hope that you will subscribe to your favorite podcast app, because we're at most of them. So if you're on Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, whatever, uh, please subscribe if you can leave a rating or a review. We would love that as well. And until next time, this is Jenna Hart wishing you peace, love, and happily ever after.